me tell you what it was like going to the mall in 1986. In 1986, I was about 10 years old. My dad was in the army and he was stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. So we would occasionally head over to the mall in Killeen, Texas. Going to the mall with your family when you're 10 is almost the worst thing ever because there's just so many stores that have nothing that you are interested in. You know you are in for the long haul of basically watching your mother go into 19 different stores, all of which happen to sell candles for some reason. She's gonna look at all the candles. She's gonna look at clothes for you. You're going to JCPenney. You're gonna go to Sears. Maybe dad will get to look at some tools. Maybe it's even that time when you go to the mall for family pictures, where we all used to go for that. It's not an exciting trip for a 10-year-old, except for one thing. When you're at that mall, and you're just kind of trudging through, and your feet are starting to hurt, and you're just so bored, in that sea of boredom, you might spy from several aisles down that long corridor, the glowing red lights behind the sign for KB toy stores. It is an oasis of hope in the distance. You get excited because you're like, hey, that's the one reason to come to the mall. So you just hang your hat on those hopes and you keep looking at candles or whatever other knickknacks you're looking at and you just set your eyes on the prize. KB toy stores. I just have to make it there. And then you have to hope that your parents will give you some time to look around. You finally arrive at the KB. There's almost always some kind of motion-oriented toy out front, you know, to catch the eye to bring people over. In 1986, I remember there being like electronic train sets or maybe race car sets, you know, something very motion-oriented. Later on, when we get into the later 90s, it almost always was those little ferret balls. If you remember, there was like a a little ball that had a gyro in it, so it kind of rolled itself around and attached to it was like this ferret tail. So it looked like this ferret is just sort of fighting with the ball. <laughs> For some reason, I'll never forget that, but that was in the 90s. In the 80s, it was like a train set or maybe a car racing set, something motion activated to catch the eye. And that's when you knew you'd, you'd finally arrived. One of the odd things I'll always remember about KB is it was always one of the smallest stores in the mall. Like, as far as square footage, they really just kind of tucked that shoebox of a toy store tightly into the mall between two much bigger stores normally. But here's the thing. They made use of every square inch of that store. The KB Toy Store was like, <laughs> was like 10 pounds of toys in a 5-pound sack. They wasted no space. I mean, it was floor to ceiling. The shelves were packed so tightly. There was never a, a gap or anything like that. It was packed tight. I swear that place was ready to burn. You, you squeeze one more uh, G.I. Joe tank in there and that place would probably literally explode. <laughs> That's how packed to the gills I remember, I remember. I remember KB Toys being. Now, when I go in there, I have two main targets, okay? Number one, the boys' aisle, okay? There's a boys' aisle, and there was a girls' aisle, and then there was like a neutral aisle that had like stuffed animals and stuff like that. Like, don't waste your time on the stuffed animals aisle. Don't be caught dead in the girls' aisle, a.k.a. the pink aisle, okay? That's how it was in 86, all right? <laughs> you, just, you just don't go down that aisle. That's not for you. 
you go down the boy's aisle, which usually, most KBs I went to, as you look into the main store, was on the far left. I seem to remember it sort of being girls aisle on the far right, sort of gender neutral aisle in the middle, and then boys aisle on the far left. And man, your parents let you loose in there. I'll tell you what, I made a beeline for that boys aisle. I was looking at G.I. Joe. All I was really looking for was G.I. Joe, but I was still amazed to see He-Man on the shelves, Brave Star, Centurions was another toy I always thought was super cool. Crystar, Crystal Warrior, so many cool toys just, just like I said, packed into that row. But I'm looking for that red, white, and blue G.I. Joe emblem with the star. I'm checking out the vehicles. I'm checking out the figures. You know, I don't have a lot of money in my pocket, so I'm usually there just to snag a figure if I'm lucky. Now, that's target number one. Get to the boys' aisle, find the G.I. Joe toys, right? Target number two is kept behind the front counter. And if you've been to a KB, you already know what I'm talking about. That's the video game section. You kind of have to go up to the counter. And oh, by the way, the counter, again, not a wasted inch of space in the store. The counter is covered with all kinds of trading cards and little candies and stuff. I definitely remember the trading cards, like Garbage Pail Kids were the jam in 86. So that's something that would catch your eye up near the front counter. You'd, you'd have your trading cards, definitely little candies. Movie trading cards were big at the time. Whatever popular movies were out, there was a trading card set for it, and they were right up there in the front. Again, they don't waste space at KB. But you look past that, and that's where the video game stuff is. Now, in 86, using that as my example, to be honest with you, it was really just Atari games back there. Dying Atari games. A lot of things on serious markdown. I can remember vividly seeing copies of E.T. for the 2600, selling for 50 cents a game brand new inbox for 50 cents but again this was 86 you know video games had kind of died out they may have a couple of consoles back there most stuff was on markdown but very soon we would turn a corner into 87 88 89 and oh, then you get in the nintendo age and it's it's all back there behind that counter and you're just scanning 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 looking for what cool games you might want but you can't afford again you're really there probably just to pick up a figure if you're lucky the worst part about it is the time pressure you finally get to the store that you want to get to and your parents don't want to spend a lot of time there and they don't want to spend a lot of money there either so you have this constant ticking clock in the back of your head the entire time so you're going in you're going right to the joe section if you're me and you just okay i gotta go through them. i gotta figure out which guys they have hanging on these pegs that I already have, I have to separate the already have from the ones I don't have, and then I have to look at the ones I don't have and consider which one is most exciting to me, which one needs to come home with me today. All the while, tick, 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 tick in the back of the mind as your parents have that time pressure on you. You finally make your selection, you go to the counter, you buy your G.I. Joe figure, maybe you've saved up a lot of money, so maybe it's a vehicle, and then they put it in that glorious plastic bag that says KB on the front. They hand it to you, and you just clutch that bag. You clutch that bag to your chest like you've got the nuclear codes in there or something. Like, you hold that bag. That is your supreme happiness for the day. And I don't just mean in the mall. You hold that thing. You go out, you get in the car. You're still holding it to your chest. The drive home, you're still holding it to your chest. You get home, you burst to the door. You take that toy out of the bag, and then, oh, my goodness, it is on. And the fun times begin. Some of my personal memories around KB when I think back to them 
Actually, one does come from, I think, 1986. I remember being at the KB and trying to make that tough decision, except you have to remember it was 86, so ninjas were very popular at the time. Like, anything ninja was popular. And I had two ninja choices, one in each hand. I had the Storm Shadow action figure for G.I. Joe, first version. He was looking pretty cool. We didn't have Storm Shadow. And in the other hand, I had a just a ninja playset, like plastic swords, a couple of shurikens, plastic nunchucks. It was very in vogue to play ninja with your friends outside in 85, 86. So yeah, I was like, do I get this G.I. Joe that I, I don't have or do I get this ninja playset and I'm gonna have so much fun outside with my friends. You know, they had some ninja playsets, so I was jealous of them. I was having to use like the old gift wrap tubes, you know, <laughs> you pretend they're swords or a bow staff or something like that. I was having to make do uh, with my ninja weapons. So having a set, you know, that would be pretty cool. You know, a sword I could strap to my back and shurikens I could throw. And oh man, that was very exciting. And then my brother, the weasel skull, who's five years older than me, kind of came like devil on my shoulder, whispered in my ear, you need to get that G.I. Joe. <laughs> Because, you know, my brother was collecting Joe's too. So, you know, my collection, his collection were all one collection. So he definitely wanted to get that Storm Shadow figure into our collection. And he devil on my shoulder, man, forget about the Ninja playset. Get that Storm Shadow. We need Storm Shadow. And I was so torn. I was like, oh, man, I really just want to play outside with my friends and show my cool Ninja toy set. But oh, I also want Storm Shadow. And Jason pushed me over the edge with his uh, voice on my shoulder and I ended up getting Storm Shadow. Never did get that ninja playset. But hey, I had Storm Shadow, so that was all right. Another sadder memory, it's shockingly still around G.I. Joe. I got to the KB, and I think I didn't even have enough money for a figure, but I had enough money to buy the G.I. Joe color forms. If you're unfamiliar with color forms, you basically get one or two backgrounds, like a jungle background or a desert background. Anyway, it's on a card, it's laminated. And then you have all these, they're kind of like stickers, but they're reusable. So you can take all these little images of G.I. Joe and Cobra characters and use the background to create your own scenes of action. So they have Joes, they have Cobras, maybe some vehicles, maybe some explosions, some sound effects. You stick them on there. Again, they're not permanent, they're reusable, so you can peel them off and then do different battle scenes. And that was a lot of fun. And they were cheaper than a figure. A figure was probably around $3 at this time, and the color forms were probably $2. So... I probably didn't have enough for a figure because I remember going to the KB and choosing the G.I. Joe color forms. Ah, and it's a sad story because I made a, a fatal mistake. On the way out of the mall in the little foyer area just outside the J.C. Penny, they had one of those wall of sort of red and silver vending machines where you can get a big ball of bubble gum or maybe a small toy or a sticker. You know the ones I'm talking about. You put a quarter in or 50 cents in, you spin the handle and outcome something i had a quarter i think in my pocket and i thought oh i'll get one of those big old chewing gum you know round ball chewing gum thing and i got that and i was so distracted by getting my chewing gum that while i was getting it i set my color forms in its kb bag on top of the little vending machines and i got my gum and ran off with my brother and completely forgot my color forms and left them on top of the vending machines. And we hadn't been gone but for maybe three minutes before I said, oh my gosh, where are my color forms? And I remembered, oh, I put them on the top of the vending machine. So I ran back to the foyer and they were gone. Somebody had come in and seen a brand new G.I. Joe color forms in a bag and thought, it's my lucky day. And 
walked off with them. And I still wonder what happened to that color form set to this day. It was just tragic for me. I just remember being so sad. <sighs> There's a life lesson in there. Don't let your G.I. Joe mission get derailed by 25 cent candy. My last memory is slightly more recent. I remember KB Toy Stores as late as the early 2000s. You know, at that point, I'd already graduated college, but it was still kind of exciting, even as a 22, 23, 24-year-old, just to see a KB. They were kind of becoming fewer and far between, or maybe I just wasn't going to the mall as much. I, I'm not sure, but I just remember in the early 2000s, I found KB outlets. There was a KB outlet in Byron, Georgia. I had a friend that lived over there, so whenever we'd visit him, we'd head over to Byron and go to the KB outlet, and that was always fun. And there was also one down in Destin, Florida, which is not too far from where I'm from. So I remember going down to the KB outlet in Destin, Florida and finding just neat little gyms and, you know, stuff on Markdown. And that's really my last memory of KB would be those two outlet stores. Man, I wish they were still around. I always found like cool trading card stuff, action figure things. You never knew what you're going to find in the outlet store, but I still managed to find some G.I. Joe stuff because G.I. Joe had a small resurgence in like 97, 98 occasionally some G.I. Joe stuff would pop up at those KB outlet stores. And yes, I, I still bought it, even in, as a man in my 20s. <laughs> you never shake the G.I. Joe habit. So that's it for my recollections of KB toy stores. I just wanted to commit this thought train to an actual audio file, something I could save and revisit. You know, maybe as I get older, I'll want to hear these memories more maybe i'll want to remember maybe this will bring it back maybe this brought back memories for you and your adventures to kb toy stores in your youth i hope it did i hope it made you smile i hope when you think of kb a big smile comes on your face and, and you have those memories of the, like the stories i just shared just you know nothing huge nothing monumental you know just something small like i, I had this memory of being at the kb toy store when i was in college I went to Auburn University and there was one in our mall and I remember seeing the Atari Jaguar sitting out front and they had a bunch of them in a stack. I think they were on sale. I think at this point the Jaguar kind of failed and they were on markdown and I'd never even heard of the Atari Jaguar before. So just seeing that was that's fascinating. Just these little snippets of memories that you associate with KB Toys. Again, I hope you have great ones. If you're a, a younger listener and you never had a chance to see a KB, it, it really kind of makes me sad that you won't have that experience you know i know toys r us is also gone these days so i almost i don't almost i feel bad for young people my sons that just won't get the pleasure of seeing that much fun that much happiness that much joy that much untapped potential of awesome toys just crammed i can't express how crammed those kbs were in the mall it was just like the most wonderful thing to walk up to and I, i'm sad that you know younger kids today the youth won't really experience that you know now it's all online and you you know it's nice and convenient and it comes to your house but there's something special about walking in there and seeing things that you didn't know existed and being exposed to just toy lines that you didn't even know about you know just seeing the packaging and the, the smell of it and oh it's it was it was heavenly and it's too bad if you're so young that you can't remember that, but it was there, and it was quite wonderful. So this is my farewell to KB. So many happy memories. 
I wish KB was still around. I'd totally go to one today, take my kids, let them feel that feeling that I did. I want to thank you guys for listening. My name is Jared Albrick on the Longbox Crusade Network. I am known as the Death Probe. I'd love for you guys to reach out to me and share any KB memories you have, or if you have suggestions for other shows like this where I can talk about strong memories, uh, nostalgia things from, you know, especially the 80s and 90s is what I'm most familiar with. Reach out to me and give me some topic ideas. And if one hits me just right, I'll definitely do another one of these. You can reach me on the social medias at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Of course, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can write directly into the comments below. Give me your KB memories and give me your suggestions about further nostalgia talks that I could do. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it made you smile the way it did to me when I started thinking about putting this together. And I invite you to check out any and every show under the Longbox Crusade Network. We're available on pretty much any podcatcher at Longbox Crusade. And we're also on all the social medias at Longbox Crusade. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I will see you guys around. Thanks again for listening. And we'll take another trip together on another day. This episode featured the music track Light by Jorge Mendez. You can be found on YouTube at J. Mendez Music. <laughs>